Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Hey there, welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. I'm Jillian, your host, and I'm joined today by our spiritual father, Father Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jillian, and hello, everybody out there in podcast lands. Good to be with you again. <laughs> it is. I really enjoy recording with, with Father Paul, and I just told him off air that I need to start recording when we jump on because we have the best and funniest conversations right before we're going to record, and we need to record them and catch them for bloopers, so... Stay yeah, tuned for that at some point. <laughs> and I'm really excited because for the next several weeks, we are going to dive into a little mini series on examining our conscience. And so this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about why it's important to examine our conscience. If you're, if you haven't really been in a routine of that, maybe how to add that to your routine and this will air before and during the season of Lent. And so why is it fitting to examine our conscience during the season of Lent? And then it'll be a little bit different style than some of our other podcasts. The last section of this podcast and then the next few podcasts are really going to be a time for us to pray together and examine our conscience as a community. So we're going to lead you through and examine with Father Paul giving some helpful encouragement and suggestions and just his, his wisdom as he leads our community so well as a spiritual father. So let's just begin and jump in. Father, what is an examine? Why is it good to examine our consciences regularly? Just no different than like, why is it good to do <laughs> ra random health checks with your body, right? You know, it's the same, right, the right. same thing. We have to be checking in because you let stuff go. Things aren't that big of a deal. And like when it comes to any physical ailment, oh, it'll get better. Oh, it'll get better. But it's getting worse and worse. And then before you know it, there's a problem. So that's the main reason for examining our conscience is to just keep tabs on where we are spiritually, but also it's to keep the dialogue between ourselves and God to keep that dialogue going because it's really like any relationship. And I like to use this analogy and I probably have used this in other places in Springs podcasts and talks I've given because it's just such a good parallel or think about any relationship we have in our lives, right? You take a marriage, right? This is a marriage and family kind of thing here, right? So if you take a marriage, what would the relationship be like if we spoke with our spouse for an hour once mm. a week and then again <laughs> some random days during the week because we have to, not because we necessarily want to? That would be probably <laughs> the most awkward relationship ever. <laughs> so that's the same thing with examining our conscience and our relationship with, with God. It's that sort of that nightly that nightly dinner conversation, right? That nightly yeah. check-in that you're doing okay. No, I'm not. Or how you doing? <laughs> that kind of thing. So that's a really helpful analogy because I think it's, we, we can all agree very quickly. It wouldn't work very well if you're only talking to your spouse once a week for an hour. And if that hour you might be half distracted or sleepy, or it takes a lot of time to build relationships. And that is true with our relationship with God. Growing up, and I would say even into my young adult years, a lot of times examining my conscience only happened right before I was going to confession. Certainly the Holy Spirit would reveal, hey, I need you to go to confession. I want to restore this relationship. But then someone brought to me this long tradition of a nightly examine, of that having an exam part of your, your regular day, or even in the morning, talking about the day before. 
And do you have any just encouragement about including that in part of your daily prayer? Or we're going to be diving into an examine, but what might maybe a, a shorter daily examine look like? How could someone frame that in their prayer? That's an excellent point because, yeah, that whole idea of the, the daily examination of conscience is extremely important and actually is at sort of the foundational crux of the Christian prayer life. That's something you'll find in many, if not most, or even all monastic prayer books and monastic prayer rules and everything like that, that the nightly communal forgiveness at Compline or what have you. Some do it in the morning, whatever. Some people are morning people, some are night people. But yeah, <laughs> right. I think nightly examination of conscience is good. And so what does that look like? It might not be as robust as it would be like if you were preparing for the sacrament of reconciliation. Just go down the quick list of run through your day. Think about your interactions with people. Think about what you said, because let's face it, you get to the end of the day, you know what you've done and said that's wrong. <laughs> right, right. You had a good day. Oh, you had that's a bad so day. true. You know what the day is. You just go through your day. I wouldn't think it doesn't have to be, we don't have to be like ultra scrupulous about this. It's not like every breath of every day, what did I do? It's just like you had a bad interaction with a coworker or with your spouse, or you maybe gave somebody an angry gesture while driving, those kind of things. Go through it because those are the little things that create bigger cracks in our relationships down the road and especially the relationship with our Lord. And it seems to me if we are examining nightly or even if that's a lot for you, like even in the beginning, like weekly, like before we're going to receive yeah. the Eucharist, we find that our sins are not so much less burdensome but maybe they're not as heavy, right? Because we're not mm. carrying them with us for six months at a time or a year at a time. We're going through them all the time and maybe adjusting the weight a little bit of, of the load and all of these things. And we do have to tie in the whole like efficacy of the Eucharist to forgive sins thing in conjunction with this. Otherwise, it doesn't really work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like these this duality of these sacraments that they live in this symbiotic relationship. If we can use that analogy there, yeah, where yeah. one goes hand in hand, they're not like mutually exclusive, but at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it's restoring you to communion with God and reconciling yeah. that. Yeah, that's beautiful. But just how important it is, especially for this community with the crosses, our caring of infertility and loss, that we desire restoration and healing in so many areas of our life that you know, to exclude that from our relationship with God doesn't quite fit. It doesn't quite make sense. If we're looking for bodily healing or maybe some mental health restoration, that we should also include those thoughts and structure with our marriage and of course with God. So that's really helpful. We, as we dive into and examine in a few minutes, Lent, like you just said, we can do it every night and every week, maybe before we receive the Eucharist, but we're going to dive into and examine as a community together to examine our consciences during the season of Lent. And I'm wondering if you could just speak a little bit into how it might be fitting, not only as springs in the desert, right, but to enter into Lent by examining our consciences really thoroughly to prepare for Easter. Why might that be fitting? The entire season of Lent really speaks to the overarching narrative of basically Adam and Eve's and then subsequently our not only sinfulness, but our expulsion from paradise. So that's Lent at the beginning is I mean, I'm speaking now, I'll, full disclosure, more from a little bit of a Byzantine perspective regarding like sure. the imagery <laughs> and those sort of things. But it applies across the board nonetheless, right? We notice in the in the beginning, there's this theme of 
things change, right? The colors change, right? We're putting, we're covering yeah, yeah. the statues, right? We're doing all these different things, right? So something's going on. What is going on here? Why are we doing this? Just because that's what we're supposed to do? No, it it signifies a certain type of separation, right? Between us mm. and and God, right? So it gives that certain separation. And the point of that is to have us reflect on that relationship, right? To have us reflect on our sins. And in the Eastern tradition, we have a beautiful prayer. It's called the prayer of St. Ephraim. And it's in three stanzas, right? So it's Lord and master of my life, spare me from the spirit of indifference, despair, lust for power and idle chatter. Instead, bestow upon me a spirit of integrity, humility, patience, and love. Now the last part, this is the important part. Lord, let me see my own sins and not judge my brothers and sisters, for you are blessed forever and ever. Wow. So the whole <laughs> idea of Lent is a time to turn inward in order to bring ourselves back out. It's not like a selfish inward. It's a, a deep right, look right. into ourselves along with the cycle of the church to just say, okay, this is time for me to spend on myself and focusing on what I'm, you know, giving up like that sacrifice. The reason we sacrifice something is you know, for years, my brother and I would be like, I'm going to be able to not play Mario longer than you. Oh yeah, I won't eat chocolate. Okay, watch that. I'm not going to eat any pizza, right? So that's what it becomes. But what we're really doing is we're emptying ourselves of those earthly pleasures, right? Those earthly things in order to fill ourselves up with Jesus Christ. And that's mm. the whole point of that sacrifice. What a lot of people do, you're fasting from Netflix or social media or something like that. So rather than say, okay, I'm not going to go on Facebook, but I'll go on Instagram instead. No, <laughs> let's not do that. It'll be instead, I'm not going to watch TV. So for that half hour every day, I'm going to reflect on, on, Christ, reflect, examine my conscience. I'm going to read some spiritual reading. We'll do something, right? So we replace the the earthly stuff with more heavenly things. And then mm. that, God willing, leads us to repentance. Yeah, you know? that's a really beautiful way of putting it that I'm going to reflect on during Lent. And I think that a fitting time to start diving into an examine then that we have these, the why and the how and the importance of it. And so listeners, what we're going to do is we are going to link uh, the examination of conscience that the team has written. It's it's really a supplement to your maybe regular examination of conscience. So a lot of the things on here are going to be particular to a season of infertility or a season of loss and maybe some temptations or struggles that we know this community might be experiencing. And so I'm going to read through the examine and give some time for silence and some a few moments of prayer. And along the way, Father is going to add maybe some thoughts and some wisdom in between the points. So wherever you're at, if you're able to just take a moment and pause and maybe sit, or maybe you have your journal out or wherever you do uh, your best prayer or examining, you could either pause and go to that space or come back to this later, but we're going to dive right in. Our examine on the website that I said we're going to link to, it has some other helpful things like how often should I go to confession, preparing for confession, examining your conscience, which dove into a little bit about what Father said. And Father helped us write this, so it, this will be a really great tool for you as we go through this. So I'm just going to take a moment uh, to pause, and then we will begin. On examining my relationship with God, have I given in to despair and the belief that God has forgotten me, does not love me, or is punishing me? Can God forget the 
being he created out of love. Can he? Is that possible? That's something to keep in mind. Have I missed Mass on Sundays and our holy days without just cause? Just cause is not necessarily subjective. <laughs> we find we can spin that. Just we know what's just cause and what's not. But if it is for a just cause, do not beat yourself up over that, right? There is a just cause. Just remember to keep holy the Sabbath, keep the Lord first, and to always acknowledge him, especially on Sunday. Am I allowing difficulty in praying during this season to become an excuse for turning away from God? Don't let that become an excuse. Let it become motivation, right? Use that to fight, pray through it, fight through it. If you're distracted 25 times in 10 minutes, turn back 26 times. Doesn't matter. It's every time you get to have these micro conversions every single time. So. You were just given 26 opportunities to return to the Lord. Does my prayer life look like bargaining with God, promising him time in exchange for my desires? Does the Lord really want or need anything that we can trade him for something that we desire? The only thing he wants is us. He wants you, right? He wants your love. And it's difficult when we're struggling, when we have these deep desires, these deep wounds. But that is the point of reconciliation. We have to get through these wounds, get through the pain and realize why God is there. He's not there necessarily to grant our every wish, but he is there to hold us, to hug us, just like the father in the parable of the prodigal son. Out of desperation, weakness, and or lack of trust in the Lord, have I pursued medical interventions that go against God's design for my body, the good of marriage, and the teachings of the church? If you find this applicable to yourself in your examination, and it's something that is gnawing at you, don't despair. Simply return to the Lord. Do not despair. Have I felt unjustly pressured into such things by my spouse, causing feelings of resentment, distrust, or even hatred that directly affect the sacramental unity of our marriage? Yes, our relationship with our spouse is parallel to our relationship with God. And if we are struggling with that communication, how hard are we struggling in our communication with God? So. If we feel resentment or have been pressured or feel that we have pressured, this is something to bring before the Lord, but also before our spouse and, and, and perhaps having that long overdue discussion with one another because the conversation with our spouse and the conversation with God is nearly one and the same. Listeners, I... I'm praying for you. Father Paul is praying for you uh, as we wrap up this examination on our relationship with God. 
Um, if there are any any of these points that stir in your heart uh, a desire to maybe get a little bit of direction, um, we'll make sure to link Father Paul's email in the notes. Um, he is leading a number of people in our community through spiritual direction or just some simple conversations if you have questions. Um, an examine, I know for me, can sometimes bring up a lot of really difficult feelings or frustrations, but the Lord wants you to live joyfully and abundantly, and and He loves you so much. And I know as we were praying through this and Father Paul was asking some questions and guiding us through this, uh, there were a lot of tears that were brought to my own eyes. And um, so just know that you're not alone wherever you're at, that a season of infertility and loss can uh, certainly, um, it can certainly be difficult, uh, but the Lord has has great things in store, and um, I I pray that there is some consolation for you uh, in this time of examining our conscience. Um, and I invite you uh, to the next episode we uh, where we are going to examine our relationship with our spouse. Thank you, Father Paul. Thanks, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. We would be so grateful if you took a minute to rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and community prayer list, read our blog, and register for virtual and in-person events. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.